0: What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 1st special edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Too much news going on right now. Um, Again, like we've been saying, this is really the time you make your draft, and now is kind of where you make your money in fantasy. Uh, So I I just feel like we got to go for another pod. Uh, We'll dig through all the stuff yesterday, talk about all the trade scenarios, who kind of lost value, uh, a couple guys being held out. Um, is big, big news for a lot of deep pickups and shallow pickups too, depending on what team you're targeting. Because we really don't know what's going on with Memphis yet. We, that picture got a little clearer yesterday. Uh, and actually, let's start with that. So the Grizzlies, they played a pretty close game against the Pacers. And that was because Wayne Seldon had a terrific game. He had 24 points, 4 boards, 2 steals, 2 assists, and 6 three-pointers. Um, some contested a lot off the dribble. He looked great. He ran the offense. He was staggered away from Andrew Harrison to get some point guard run. Harrison did not play well at all. So Seldon's a pickup. Um, if in ten teamers, I don't know who you're cutting, but he's a pickup. Uh, I, again, I always talk about kind of like the the high end pickups. Um, Jared Allen, I think he's kind of separated himself. Like if Jared Allen's in your waiver wire. You obviously haven't listened to this podcast at all. Uh, Daredev is going to be awesome. So, as long as he stays healthy, that's the big caveat with the Nets. But he's, he's really in a class by himself. But I almost think that um, Seldon could get to the demands, not there yet. But he could climb into that Bullock Boban, kind of like that holy triumvirate of pickups we've kind of been mentioning this week. Um, but yeah, he's clearly on the rise. Tyreek Evans, in case you missed it, I'm sure he didn't. He's done in Memphis. They are not going to play him anymore. And as we've been saying for a month now, he had no chance to to stay on this roster with them losing games and with such a tradable contract. So it's really just a matter of who who, who gives a first-round pick and possibly more. Uh, Obviously, if they give up a young player, then that could be a guard. You would think it would probably be a guard. Then that could potentially hurt guys like Seldon, but not necessarily, you know. Um, but yeah, it, all things are open. Um, and also, I should add, just while we're on the top subject of Tyreek, Adrian Wojanowski uh, reported that the Bucks, 76ers, Celtics, Nuggets, and Pelicans are interested in Evans. That's kind of. Dad, if you have Evans like I've been saying you want him to go to Washington if you have Evans like hearing that I'm probably selling for like 30 cents on the dollar maybe I mean maybe not but I, you, I would sell as low as like, like see what you can get see if anybody will give you 50 I, I would do it 50 cents on the dollar granted he's giving you like well you got him for nothing on draft day you're getting him for 10 fold whatever you got you know whatever you want number you want to throw on it so yeah I'm he, his value is going to get destroyed, so um, yeah, I would even if you get anything. There's probably a ten percent, twenty percent chance he's just going to get dropped um, because he just needs volume and he's been getting so so much of it on this team that just is no talent around him. So Dylan Brooks is also kind of a winner. Ran some point, they ran some funky lineups yesterday. They ran Gerald Martin at the three with Brandon Wright and Marcus All. They ran Rab at the three, I think. Um, Again, Seldom ran the point guard spot. They were just. um, We saw Henry play the two a little bit. Uh, Henry played three positions just yesterday alone. Uh, It's just a mess. I mean, this team basically just went. It it looked like an eight man rotation, but they gave Brandon Wright some heavy run in the second half. So um, Deontay Davis didn't play. He has soreness in both of his knees. That's a little bit worrisome. I think it has to do with them. knowing they're going to plan later. So, though, they don't really want to burn him out early, uh, and they want to give him a run later. So, now that you have guys, and we think Braden Wright's probably going to get traded too, give, given his expiring contract. So, and then Gasol, possible shutdown. By the way, Gasol, he had some interesting comments about Evans. He said he, quote, had too much on his plate. I think, well, too much on his plate is what he said. I don't want to quote him. And, yeah, he didn't seem very happy about it. So, I don't... I kind of don't think Gasol's going to get traded. I mean, if you trade Gasol, that for what you know, you're really just it's okay. It, you're setting up for a long, long, long rebuild if you do that because we know they still have Conley and uh, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to trade Gasol. Like you're really putting yourself back um, to still have a guy you're paying a ton of money to, and Mike Conley when he comes back next year. Um, but besides that. So, yeah, I'm okay with Harrison. I'd much prefer Seldon. We're going to probably see Kobe Simmons at some point. Talked about him for a super deep pickup. We'll see what they do today. They're on a back-to-back. We'll see who else is going to possibly see if Gasol sits. Maybe they play Deontay Moore today. That may actually make sense. So if you're playing DFS, keep an eye on that. Um, I think he has, uh, who they? They're playing somebody decent today, I think. Oh, yeah, Detroit. That should be fun. Uh, So we'll see if Blake plays in that one. Indiana Miles Turner by low window. I think starting to close. Yeah, he just he had a great game. You love to see three blocks, two steals, no turnovers and a 3 um, 15 and 11. It's like we we've been saying Miles Turner's been he's been such a letdown. He's been a perpetual buy-low player. And a lot of people were hitting me up yesterday. Two people in particular uh, when I was talking about Turner, they said Turner was uh, a big mess, and I'm uh, like, and, uh, I still think you, Turner could be on some winning teams, and if you win, you know, I, you obviously would much rather your guy be cold early and hot late, and that's that's kind of how you should live your draft, really, and that's kind of getting on a big picture thing, but we love the young players, bad teams, we're finding that out now, and we'll talk about that with the Hawks in a second, because when you do that, you're giving yourself so much room to grow around this time of year. <clears throat> which we really didn't even focus on, this earlier deadline is kind of nice. It feels like it's putting more pressure on players, or teams, excuse me, to make deals. And, I mean, as Bobby Marks said yesterday, two guys getting shut down a week before the deadline? He called it unprecedented. It's wild. And, like, this isn't surprising to us. Like, we knew that they were going to get shut down. I felt like. Uh, I didn't think Tyreek Evans had a decent chance to play yesterday. So, here we are. Okay, so... Other than that, not much else going on. Like Lance Stevenson, he just doesn't do it. Like, if I have Lance Stevenson, I would cut him for Selden, like, that. No no doubt. Um, do it. There's just not much upside with Stevenson. He's too much of a headache. The Pacers are in it. They're 29, 29 and 23, obviously, right in the thick of the playoff chase, and they want to get there. So um, We'll see if they make any trades. I don't think they're really going to make anything too big, <clears throat> given how they set themselves up. So, Lakers and Magic. Not much going on with the Lakers. Um, Again, Brooke Lopez. He's certainly droppable. Like I would drop him for. I don't know if I'd do it for Seldon, but if you're good in bigs, I would do it for Boban. I really would. Um, yeah, I would. I'd do it for Jared Allen's not even a question. Like that's that move should have been made probably two weeks ago. But yeah, he he looks terrible. Um, for whatever reason. And which has really helped out Randall, Larry Nance, who both should be owned. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's playing well. Woj also said that they're trying to get him off, kind of. Woj was on ESPN yesterday during the Boston game, and he was kind of just dropping nuggets. And he said that they're, they're trying to get Clarkson. They're trying to open up as much money as they can, which which is no secret. We, we kind of knew this, but he says it. He kind of hinted, I'm inferring here, that it sounds like it's going to be tougher to trade Clarkson than originally thought because this story has kind of had some legs for a good month and a half I want to say. So keep an eye on that. Pickups, there's really nobody I would really stash there. We'll see what they do with KCP or anything like that. But, yeah, keep an eye on Hart who's been kind of disappointing to me. I really liked him in a deep league but he's been kind of just meh. Um, You're not adding Ennis so maybe they get some young players back. But Magic. Um, I can't believe they played most Spates a lot, but it worked out, man. Uh, most Spates was hot. He got 21 points, four boards, one assist. I don't think he's a pickup. Um, we'll see what they did with Vooch. We'll see if the Magic are going to trade people. They're sitting there right near the top. I think they're, what, 0.5 games back of the, uh, the Hawks for the number one spot with the Mavs tying them, if I remember. Yeah, that's right. So that's going to be an interesting race. We'll see how much the Magic can really unload guys, um, which could certainly happen. Um, this team is is in a bad spot after their eight and four start. If I remember, pickups from that. Uh, Ken Birch I think is decent. Um, you'd have to see a lot of things go down, whether Vooch doesn't come back from this hand thing or he gets traded, which is kind of, I guess kind of possible. Um, you know, very 2018 skill set with the stretch. Now that he's shooting threes more. So Fournier is also reportedly on the block. He had a big game yesterday, so he would be. I would sell him for seventy five cents on the dollar. If he gets traded, he'll he'll get hurt. Um, Jonathan Simmons. I read a story today saying he wants to get his second win back. So he's a sneaky guy, because I think they would wind up keeping him because um, his contract's pretty friendly. So unless a team is really beating down the door and giving up, you know, maybe uh, a young player on a rookie deal and a first, um, he probably stays and he probably benefits. This guy can handle the ball. We've seen him play point guard. So, he's been a little underwhelming percentages-wise and other non-scoring stuff, but I think Juice could really hit it um, to be a second-half difference maker for you. Uh, Hazonia also, not quite a hot pickup, but he's playing well. You're going to need Aaron Gordon to kind of sit out a little bit longer. It doesn't sound like Gordon's going to be out too much longer, but Hazonia, like we said, bench players with multiple position eligibility is big. Well, not, I guess flexibility is a better word, because he's well, he is multiple eligible in most formats. Okay, so only you know, like two games in. <laughs> okay, so headline pickup of the month, really. Uh, it's February first, but Jared Allen, he has to be owned. I don't know how you don't have him if you don't if you don't if you listen to this podcast unless someone else drafted him, like if someone else picked him up. I don't I don't know what to say. Allen has arrived. He's scoring double digits every night. He's making shots. He's making free throws. Uh, his his blocks have been a little disappointing, but. Uh, he's, he's got the starting job locked up This guy's 11 of his last Actually, excuse me, he's a lot more than that He's 15 of his last 16 shots And he's, again, 8 of 8 from the line He's up to 76% from the line on the season 58% from the field That number's going to go up, I think So you're looking at a guy I think he's going to be 13, 8, 1.5, 0.8 That's 1.5 blocks, 0. 0.8 steals 62% from the field and 76% from the line. Get out of here. That's like almost top 50. So, get Jared Allen um, now. Cut cut whoever. I don't cut Tyreek Evans. I'd rather own Jared Allen than Tyreek Evans. Like seriously. Oh, hot, hot take alert. But yeah, he he needs to be owned. That's again the clear pickup of the day yesterday. Uh, the other story from this game besides the upset. Was D'Angelo? I think he scored 22 in his first 12 minutes. He finished with 22, five, three assists, only one turnover. He made some really nice passes, and he also had some missed opportunities on dimes. He had a real nice pass to Julio Okafor that kind of just like cut the defense like a hot knife through butter. Uh, it was it was just nice, and had a he just he just seemed there. It seemed like it found the click for him. Maybe the back to back got him in a rhythm or whatever it is. But yeah, th- this is what you needed to see. I don't think this he's going to be this good. But, yeah, if you were worried, you, your concerns were alleviated quite a bit yesterday. Spencer Dinwiddie, 27, 13 of 15 from the line. Love that. Uh, again, they actually, this is also the first, another big story, first time these two played together. So, that means, like, like we've been saying, Joe Harris is going to take a big hit. Casillo is going to take a little bit of a hit. Crab's going to be a little bit bumpier of a ride. Carroll possibly. Carroll also has benefited from Rondé Hall, Jefferson not playing. So once Rondé comes back, you're going to see guys get squeezed a little bit. Uh, again, these guys I just mentioned um, and Crab. If I, I think you can, I would. I probably wouldn't pick Crab up off that. Um, there's got like I'd. Pro- I'd rather own Wayne Seldon, Really, um, they're basically similar players for guys that are going to take a lot of threes. But Seldon's upside's way higher than Krabs is, so yeah, Sel- Seldon's a better pickup than any of these net wings I've been mentioning. Obviously, Dinwiddie's is fine. Uh, like we, we knew this was gonna he was gonna be fine, so he's good there. AC, I don't really think he's a pickup. Uh, he's been really good though. He's defended pretty much every position he's needed to defend. Uh, again, playing four when they need him to play four, five when they need him to play five, despite being I believe six eight. So, 6'7", he's listed as, excuse me. So, yeah, he's just he's a great role player, uh, a la Trevor Booker, right? Uh, speaking of Trevor Booker, his team, the 76ers, I mean, kind of is what it is, right? J.J. Redick's back, pick him up, obviously. We'll see if the Sixers make trade. So, um, you're dropping T.J. McConnell right now. You're dropping, you're pretty much dropping anyone off the bench. And I'm a... And I think Dario could take a hit, Roko could take a hit, Ben's fine, Joel's fine, Reddick, I think is kind of fine, he's not too big of a usage guy, but a very encouraging game from him, and back earlier than I thought, too. So, uh, if anyone picked up Redick after a drop, they, they made some, that could kind of make a difference for you. Okay, so to Miami and Cleveland, let's start with the Victorious Cleveland Cavaliers. Big story last night from Chris Haynes, who is the best basketball playing beat writer in the NBA. Uh, I've told this. I've told this story a couple times. Uh, he, he's he's really good. I uh, played against him in summer league, and he and I were the only, we didn't dunk in games or anything, but he he can get up too. He's a little bit shorter. I think he's he's like I don't know. Anyways, he's he's nice. He's a really good basketball player. And anyways, he reported that LeBron um would listen if the Cavs can clear out a max slot again a lot of things have to happen and there's a lot of ways to spend this what it's a legit leak like he's not making the story up so and the timing of it's good yeah it's clickbaity we get that but it is what it is and the more the Cavs lose the more we're gonna hear stuff like this like it's just LeBron could be putting pressure on Dan Gilbert to trade that Nets pick or whatever it is, but you don't want to be at the behest of LeBron James, and that's kinda of what what's going on with love going down and all this. So I mean this team, despite the win, big win too, against a good team in Miami, great road road team too. Uh they're six they were sixteen and eleven coming in. One of the best teams in the NBA on the road. So yeah, but fantasy-wise, uh, Isaiah Thomas, he didn't play well. 2 of 15, 99 from the line. Love to see that. Uh, he actually is doing a Q&A on Twitter right now as we speak, and or as I speak. Uh, it's a re- recorded podcast. But uh, he was saying he was sore after the back-to-back, and he's trying to get his legs back, so I thought that was telling. And also, I never understood that. Like, I, Why would he say that? Because, I mean, if, if you're a responsible med staff player or med staff personnel guy and you're seeing a player saying how sorry he is on Twitter like, what? Don't you want, don't you want to play more? It just doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah. it's it, Isaiah's kind of been, like, earlier he was way ahead of expectations. Now he's kind of leveled off. You can almost say he's a little bit behind. But obviously Kevin Love going down helps his upside tremendously. So, yeah, you're sitting pretty if you have if you stash Isaiah Thomas. I still I still think so. Obviously the rush is there with the shots, which he's kind of given himself an excuse for, a valid one. So, but really I think the big takeaway, as we said yesterday, the big takeaway from the love thing is like nobody's gonna benefit. Uh, Crowder was okay. I mean, sh- if you were thinking about adding Jay Crowder, and like I don't know, I'd rather own Wayne Seldon than any of these guys. I guess. Uh, Jeff Green's not very good. I don't really believe in Channing Fry. This team has to make a trade. You can't go to play basketball against a team with Tristan Thompson as like your only decent rebounder. So, and Tristan Thompson, despite that fact, he was not good yet. Didn't score. Oh five from the field. You can't do anything with that. So don't don't add Tristan Thompson. He's not very fantasy friendly. Props for switching hands for shooting. And all that. But he's just not fantasy friendly. Just, there's guys... He's like the anti-Boban. <laughs> so. Uh, Miami side. Again. Hassan Whiteside doesn't play. Well, he played two possessions. Didn't log us Like he ba- Okay, so if I had this right, I didn't see. I'm just going off the play-by-play. I'm guessing the Heat had an inbounds play. They brought him in. It didn't work. He called timeout. Pulled him. And that was that. And the other one was he checked in for a second free throw that was made... So, came out. So, he didn't log any time. He just checked in with the, the clock not running in the fourth. That's the fifth time this month that's happened. That is alarmingly bad for a guy who started all those games. So, yeah. Like we said, we've been saying for pretty much most of this week, Whiteside's going to be bumpy. He's going to have your big games like we saw with Dallas. But he's not going to be that fun to own. I still think, again, he's really hard to... Like, that kind of a player is... is is such a rare commodity, so if his owner's panicking, do it. I wouldn't panic, uh, I wouldn't trade him for less than top 35 for the reasons I said. So, a little surprised Justice Winslow keeps getting so many minutes. Um, we'll see what happens um, with this, but maybe Tyler Johnson gets a little bit hotter. Wayne, Elling- Wayne Ellington being cold was probably a factor on that. Uh, he was 0 of 04. I still wouldn't really panic on Ellington. I don't, I don't hate if you're Thinking about cutting Wayne, like if you're not satisfied with Wayne Ellington, I don't have a problem cutting him, uh, because he's been pretty good, so, like, if you want upside, Wayne Seldon upside is higher than Wayne Ellington, if you want to do a Wayne swap, do it, you know, to swap, swap the Waynes, party time, excellent, but that's it, Josh Richardson, decent, we love the blocks, his blocks are kind of coming around here, after he said he could be the wing leader in blocks. That's not going to happen with Kevin Durant around, obviously. But, hey, Jogic uh, played okay. Tyler Johnson's back. I'd pick him up. So Okay, so we're, we're at the Hawks. And two big nuggets from big, big reporters yesterday. The high-key one was Woj saying that the Hawks are, quote, open for business, which we kind of knew. But the thing that struck me probably most from reporters is Sam Amick on uh, NBA TV today, Um uh, right before tip, ten before tip, that show, he included Bellinelli with the big names, with Miritich, with Tyreek Evans, with Lou Williams. He threw Bellinelli in there, and the, that made me perk up a little bit. It was like Bellinelli's that much. We we kind of thought he was gone, but that made me realize that the Hawks are gonna probably be selling a lot of players. So. Again, you gotta be ahead of the. If your league's legit, you gotta think ten steps ahead, two steps ahead, one step ahead, and that means you're gonna probably be dropping, Eli Sober for Wayne Selden or Denman for Wayne. Like Eli Sober is gonna take a hit. We know this, so those guys are gonna be drop candidates. I think Bay's more safe, but the, I I don't know. He's gotta be safe. I think so. Like, hold him. So that means, and man, Tyrone Prince is so bad right now. Didn't play, didn't close, didn't start the second half in favor of Malcolm Delaney on Monday. Didn't close in favor of Tyler Dorsey yesterday. Didn't play the fourth. Oh, he he is becoming really tough to hold. But again, if you're gonna lose Silva and you're gonna lose. Bellinelli, those are positions that Teren Prince plays, so he ha- he would have to play. And maybe this is a wake up call. And we've seen him get that one time, what last week, week, week and a half, whatever it was, when Budholzer's like, "Oh, you got to be smarter than that." And then we saw Prince go bananas. So yeah, it's like t- again, I always say this: you got to feel out your league. If you drop Teren Prince to pick up a job for Jared Allen, yes. Yes, all, all these hot pickups I could talk about, okay, drop them, because Prince has been bad. You know? So, But the opportunity is still there. And I have him on a couple, and I, I'm still holding. Uh, he's probably, probably like, the fourth or fifth worst player on my roster, so I play a little deeper. But, yeah. Um, I, I still think you should hold him if, if you can. Again, if the hot pickup emerges, that's fine. Because, again, you got to play well. No one's going to be... I doubt people are going to be running the waiver wire to add Terrence Prince based on his play this week. So, John Collins is the winner. He's trending up again. These guys getting traded would be big for him. I thought that Miles Plumley starting coming off the bench, excuse me, in the second half was noteworthy. That was Mike Moscala who started the second half, um, partly because I think they were trailing. They were down pretty big. Um, I'm thinking we down like 12 or 13 or something at half. And i think that was a factor so they wanted three-point shooting and all that and moose was okay possible trade candidate possible winner too so um, i think he could potentially have upside this guy can block shots and hit threes so there's a little bit to like there but we'll see what what they do but it does sound like deadman's gone so yeah if you want to cut him proactively i'm down I don't really think I could do anything on Tyler Dorsey. I don't really think I could do anything on Malcolm Delaney. Other note, too, I forgot to mention was Dennis Schroeder hurt his right shoulder. He was dangling his arm most of the second half. Like It was clearly bothering him. He did come back to play closing minutes before it got to garbage time. Whatever it was, like the five to two minute window, something like that. So he returned a huge wrap on his shoulder in the fourth quarter. So something to watch there if he sits down. We know the Hawks, they are sitting pretty in that number one lottery spot. So, and Schroeder hasn't played well. So be careful there, I guess. Um, if you want to pick up Delaney, I, I guess. But he, he is low-demand pickup. You don't need to be, You need, like I said, be two, three, four, five steps ahead. That's like 10, 20 steps ahead. If you're adding Malcolm Delaney. But we'll see these trade rumors really heat up soon. Ah, uh, Best, the best line of the night. I'm kidding before you jump on me. This is a triple-double joke. Uh, that's ter- Terry Rogier. Scary Terry. Like we said yesterday, no-brainer DFS play of the day. And he came through. 17, 11, 10. Two blocks, two steals, three threes. Just the gem of a game. Plus 32 in thirty-two minutes. Just destroyed the Knicks. Oh, yeah, you got to Adam. Tyreek was still dealing with the quad thing. I mean, decent chance they sit him out, right? This team's kind of cruising. He's had a couple bumps and bruises. May just want to sit him out a couple more to get him right. Uh, does have the All Star game and everything there, so uh, especially with the team LeBron curses, right if you believe into that. So yeah, he looks great. Not much else to take away from that one. Horford ran the point a lot. He had a pretty good line: 14, 9, and five with two steals and three. Uh, he plays great D on Porzingis. What is? I think it's. I have to look this up real fast. But he's he, Porzingis gets owned by the Celtics, which is why I was kind of surprised some people liked him yesterday for DFS. But he was seven of eighteen, which is best game. He's at ten of forty three on the season. He had that 0 of eleven game, which kind of skews it. But whatevs. That's that's. Those are the breaks. Semi Ojolay played a couple positions. I thought that was noteworthy. He played some really strong defense. Abdel Nader was really the guy who filled in for Shane Larkin's minutes. Not our boy Kadim Allen with his 38 points per game in his last two G League games. He did play garbage time. So, that's that. Jalen Brown had the, uh, the poster of the night. It's unicorn Slayer. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. It was just an emphatic jam. But Jalen's been kind of down, man. Um, partly because he's missed so many free throws. So Knickerbockers pretty much throw this game out. Um I think Hardaway Jr playing back to backs noteworthy same with Porzingis um Beasley again like we've been saying when Porzingis and Hardaway Jr are going to play Beasley's not going to play a lot he's going to have to hit shots which he did you know he got 12 and 5 he'll take that in 12 minutes but he's not going to be fun and like I've said if you're stashing the Laquina there's gonna be somebody that, like I don't know, like there's gonna be somebody that's a better pickup with all. The, there's gonna be so many hot pickups this next week, so people like if you drop Akina, and I always say this, if you think that someone's gonna use their top four waiver on a guy you drop, then okay, you probably should keep him. If you think he's gonna stand the waiver wire for a couple days, let him go. You know, who cares? Just if because you're obviously if you're holding on to him. You're going to pick him right back up when he does something. Like with, like with me with Marquise Chris, when I finally decided to drop Marquise Chris. I was like, okay, I don't think he's going to get added. And if he gets hot, I'll be right there to scoop bump. And that's what happened. All the ways I dropped Marquise Chris, I picked him right back up. We'll get to him in a second. So, I know I say this a lot, but it's really important to know demand for... That and centers, right? Those are like my two things. And multi-position guys. So... Hope, hope this is helpful. We want you to kick butt and dominate uh, down the stretch. This is such an important week. That's why I want to do more pods for you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm good. We'll move on from that one. Willie Her- Obviously, Warner, Willie Hernan Gomez, possible trade candidate. We know Hornacek doesn't like him. Kanter uh, had a little lip breath laceration. Still played well, 17-17. He's been pretty hot. Had the, the big game coming into that one. Apparently, getting hit in the lip um, is good. Because <laughs> he got hit in the lip on Monday. And dropped the 2020 Barbara Walters slash lace the Lasik uh, for, for him. So, all right, we're gonna move on to a lot of go- lot going on kind of for the late games. See Terry wrote, even Nick Batum had a better. I didn't, actually I didn't talk about the Hornets. I still don't know if Nick um, uh, Kemba Walker is going to get dealt. Like that's kind of the the big story. If you're going to trade Kemba, like like I was saying with Gasol, that's like trading Gasol. If you do that, you're like almost alienating your fan base. You're, you're gonna have a team watch Malik Monk and Michael Carter Williams. Like, oh god! Like I always say, if, if you're gonna tank, you gotta have something exciting there. And it, it, this team would lose it all. Uh, there's just nothing fun if you take Kevin Walker off this team. There's no reason to watch this. They they would immediately move to the bottom of the ranks for watchability, but. Um, yeah, like we said, nobody's really a, a pickup. Trevion Graham was kind of the sneaky beneficiary from Marvin Williams not playing. Frank Kaminsky is okay. Like Kaminsky's a band-aid. You know, he's not I'd much rather own Selden. Selden's apparently the the, the pickup of the day from a twelve teamer from based on what I'm talking about. So yeah, he he I, I would pick him up everywhere now that I think about it. Um ten teams even, depending on who you're holding. Uh, I think he has again, Memphis is 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 done. They don't have, they they don't have a point guard right now. But I don't I don't consider Andrew Harrison a point guard. Mario Chalmers also an expiring deal. Maybe even Mario Chalmers becomes a pickup once he gets over his injuries, but he has not been healthy either. So yeah, uh, more Wayne Selden pump up my boy preseason. By the way, he was my uh, my low key zero percent owned stud. So I may I may hit that one. All right, and Blake's gonna start today. So that's news is just hitting. Ah, from Nick Friedel. Good stuff there. Okay, so back to the Bulls. Miritich, I'm sure you heard. He is done in Chicago, at least until the deadline. But it sounds like they really want to trade him. So Clear beneficiary, and we know this. Bobby Portis is freed. He did not start this game, but he did start the third quarter. He looked okay, usage-wise. He was only 4.15. But why did they even start? Come on, dude. Like Why are you even start Paul Zipster, man? I don't know. It's like a Mike Malone kind of a move. And I'm not ripping on Malone, but Paralysis by analysis, right? Like, what are you doing? Come on. I get it. I get that you like Portis off the bench. I get all that. <clears throat> Felicio super sneaky deep pickup too, possibly, because Portis is gonna play more power forward. So um not, you're probably not adding him, but on those if you're in a deep league and you're streaming and you need a big man one day and you see Felicio sitting out there. And yeah, I think he's gonna play now. So Denzel Valentine's been really the big winner from the Chris Dunn fallout. So Dunn still is sick, and I said this on Twitter yesterday. How did this medical staff miss this? Like I get that sometimes concussions take a cup take a day to really unearth themselves, and but he's still having symptoms this much later. That's just stunning to me. So. Zach Levine got straight killed uh, by CJ McCollum, which we'll talk about in a second. But good game stat-wise, 23, three threes, two steals, two dimes. So you're really satisfied with that. And a block, so good good for him. Be careful, though. Um, again, he's been fine, but I, I still have my doubts. Matt Strobe is, is big on Levine. You're obviously holding him, and he's obviously owned, so I don't really think there's much analysis needed there as we focus on the waiver wire. Like we love to do the waiver wire Sunday stuff, but it's, like it's too late. Like, right? I don't know. I feel like I don't know. That's why I'm trying to do this. I want this is like waiver wire 1.5, uh, midweek waiver wire breakdown. And Steve and I analyzed uh, pickups from tonight, Friday, Saturday, and we're we're probably doing pods Friday and Saturday too. So we're we're gonna get you guys to the trade deadline as much as I can here. Okay, so Blazers CJ franchise record twenty eight points in the first. Um, I think he had what twenty two in the first. I want to say eight minutes. Oh, finished with a fitty. Um, he's the man. Um, uh, we were we were hoping Dame would get to twenty five. Uh, that was his, his big milestone marker. It didn't happen. It was CJ just going nuts. Well, it is what it is. CJ has he has not been as good as Bradley Beal, but I wouldn't be surprised to see CJ uh, get humming again. Blazers are in the playoff race. We love that, and we said that too in the preseason. And that's a big that is a big thing on a fantasy resume. Is your high pick going to be in the thick of a playoff race? Like that is worth depending on where you're drafting. That's worth and early. That's worth a half round of value. Like, if you're, you know, if you're, okay, so say you think this guy's the 18th best player in the draft, and he's on a good team that you think's going to be vying for the four or five seeds in the playoffs, that bumps him up to, like, 13, I think, versus if he's that player, and he's on a bad team, that knocks him down to, like, 25, 26. So, and then later on in the draft, that's even a bigger swing, like, the guy you think is eighty, if he's on a good team, I'd probably bump him up to like sixty-five. Other way around, probably closer to a hundred, maybe even further down the line than that. So, yeah, that that's another th- we we kind of had that one, but uh, it, it's it's legit. Like you really need to think that way when you're going into your drafts uh, next year, and it's not it's more so for basketball than any other sport, right? Baseball no, football no. That's that's definitely a basketball thing. So. Sorry for going big picture so much for you guys who are in the pot a lot, but this is a big crossroads in in the fantasy fantasy world. So again, Blazers are sitting in the number six spot that they are going to be fighting right there. They are one back on the Thunder. They're one and a half up on the Pelicans, who are going to fade. So they're going to be battling for position. We kind of know this. They've got three up on the Nuggets, three and a half from the ninth place Clippers, who are going to be fading, and then the Jazz are. Or all the way back at six and a half back from them. Um, and then three and a half back on the Nuggets. So. And also, actually, while we're on this topic, sorry to cut CJ short. Um, the Jazz. they are multiple reports now saying uh, another Woj Nugget yesterday was everyone except for Donnie Mitchell and Gobert are on the block. So keep that in mind. And again, they, they would take hits. Rubio, would I think, would take a hit. And Angles would take a pretty sizable hit. Ingles would be probably droppable. Um, Rodney Hood. We don't know what's up with Rodney Hood. He can go somewhere good, I think. He can go somewhere where he gets a lot of usage. And so, on the flip side of that, um, actually, let me put a bow on the the Blazers. Nurkic hurt his quad. It looked like it was non-contact. They called it a contusion, so I guess Dame hit him on the left knee, but it looked like his right knee tweaked. It was kind of weird, but it sounds minor. So, I wouldn't go running to add Ed Davis, because the last time we saw Nurk get hurt, we saw it was basically a mixture of Zach Collins and Myers Leonard, a little bit of Vonley. So you're not really... like I wouldn't be aggressive in adding Ed Davis, although he's played really well. So if he gets five, six more minutes, sure. So if he's out, then yeah. Um, if you feel Ed Davis helps your team, then yeah, I'm down. But I wouldn't... The needle didn't move on him yet is, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so back to Utah. Um, again, everyone's they're open for business. Not in the ways that the the Hawks are. Woj didn't use that phrase, but like I said, everyone's on the block. And Mark Stein reporting that Joe Johnson wants out. So that is telling because it sounds like they're they ha- they have a tough they have a tough couple games coming up. Uh, let's see who they play they can win a couple more uh, and they can knock on the door of, you know, one back. They like to make the playoffs in Utah. They're they're comfortable with that. But man, they got they got a road trip coming up. They got Friday in Phoenix winnable game at San Antonio, that's probably a loss, at New Orleans. Yeah, that's and then at Memphis. So, they could go 3 and 1 right there, and that puts them at the deadline. So, if I think pretty much what it comes down to is if they can go 2 and 1, versus Phoenix, San Antonio, and New Orleans, again, all on the road, then that may help this team stay together. But if, if they somehow go 1-2, and two, then we may see guys fall apart, assuming Denver kind of holds their own. Um, but, yeah, here we are again with Denver and Utah uh, going for the, the playoff positioning and all that stuff. So, anyways. But, yeah, fantasy analysis on that one. There's not a lot. Like, Alec Burks could get traded, too, so... And Alec Burks has been a disappointment, like we said on the pod yesterday. Royce O'Neal has been kind of hurting him. O'Neal has been really good defensively, even offensively. Uh, like I said on Twitter, I want him averaging five and nine, so it could be Royce the five and nine. But yeah, he's been great. So, but but again, he's not fantasy friendly. That's the problem. We wish he would would be a little bit more fantasy friendly. So. Um, Donovan Mitchell, not a shutdown candidate. He's going to be a rock star to finish. We know Derek Favors on tr- trade block, so this team is very much in limbo. But, again, sa- save your transactions. <sighs> okay, so last game of the night and the worst news of the day. That was Isaiah Cannon breaking his ankle. He's going to have surgery. I hate it. Another bad injury, man. Ugh. Sorry. Okay, so let's start with them. Really, another pickup. And we've been waiting for this. And I said this a while ago. And Ryan kind of laughed me off. Like two months two months ago when we first saw Jackson had an opportunity. I was like, hey, maybe Jackson has an opportunity the quicks for him. Didn't happen the first time. It's kind of happening now. He's been rolling. He's dropping 20 almost every night now. Um, Triano said he likes his, uh, how he gets to the basket, his open fuller play. He's shooting confidently off the dribble. He looks like a player now, so... Maybe it just clicked for him all of a sudden, and maybe Devin Booker playing point guard has helped him. And then also, yeah, so he's he's got to be owned. Uh, like he's 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 probably more of a high key pickup than Seldon is, so he's probably already owned where he should be. But I'm kind of buying, but I'm not like if someone is if someone's pissed they missed out on Josh, Josh Jackson, like say you have a Jayhawks team, Jayhawks fan on your on your league, then you know maybe trade him. But I don't know. But I, I'm, I think he'll be okay. He's not too fantasy friendly. But he's showing up though for sure. And they're going to play him. And again, multiple positions. He's playing three positions now. Um, so yeah. So takeaway in the canon news. Tyler Eulis is probably going to play more. But the problem is. So what? <laughs> like probably the biggest takeaway fantasy wise is Booker's playing point guard now. Which that means again Jackson's the winner there. Like, you're not really going to be too excited about Troy Daniels, Daniel House, maybe my boy Devon Reed gets some run. Uh, Yeah, so Jackson's a pickup. Jackson, like, based on that injury, Jackson's the pickup. And even a 10-teamer. I I like what he's doing. We know the Suns are, I think, third in pace. So, um, yeah, he's trending up. TJ Warren, 20 20 points every night. We know this. And then Marquise Chris. He was uh, head-turningly good. 15-12, Fifteen and twelve. A lot of that was late. Uh, so he had it not been that for that late burst, it would have probably looked more like nine and nine. But I thought he looked great. So he looked the part, which we like to see for a guy who's coming off a hip injury, missed six games, and he had that one ankle issue after the two in, two games he returned. But yeah, you got to add Marquise Chris because Jackson playing more two and three is great for him. Uh, Alex Len's hurt. Greg Monroe's bought out. We'll get to him in a second. I don't. I'm not adding Tyson Chandler. I just don't care. Um, this guy is pretty much locked into who he's going to be, and losing Monroe and potentially Len doesn't really help. Alex Len, man. Um, ankle injuries on Alex Len's bad. So I'm I'm am okay dropping him for any of these. Like I drop him for Selden. I drop him for anybody. Uh, anybody that we've been mentioning, it's a decent like Bobby Portis. Yes, um, Terrain Prince. I'd rather have over Alex Len. Uh, there's pretty much a lot of people I prefer over him. I, I need to see him get on the court and start cruising because he he is not uh, at all. And yeah, his ankle injuries are are gonna probably gonna be his undoing this season for a guy that's going into a contract here They don't want him to get hurt. Uh, both the Suns and Lens camp if he has one. <laughs> So other takeaways on the Suns, that's kind of it. Okay, so Greg Monroe he was bought out. It sounds like the Pelicans are the most interested, which would be good for his value, but they're hard cap, so that means they have to do a couple things to get him going. Whether it be getting Tony Allen off the but it's not hard to do that, but <clears throat> they do have some things to do. So that's where if you if you, ha- if you want to stash Monroe and he's not in that he's not in that class for me. He's not like I'd rather own Wade Seldon, <laughs> talking Wade Seldon. I always have a guy. Every pod. Oh my God! This is 42 minutes on this pod already. I always have a guy that I just stick to, and it's Wayne Selden today. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm not too sold on Monroe. Like, I'd much rather own Boban. Like, not even close. Um, I'd probably rather own Alex Land, too. Just hope that Alex Land's ankles get right. I, I just don't see the upside of Monroe going to it. And Boston would destroy its fantasy value. You know, Th- Dice has been really good. Uh, I mentioned Ojale. Oge- he's been really good. Uh, even Marcus Morris has played better. Aaron Baines has been all they can ask for this year. So where is he going to play in Boston? You know He's not going to play more than 15 minutes. And situationally, too. We know Brad Stevens juggles guys situationally. So Okay, so last. Let's end on the Dallas Mavericks. <sighs> Takeaways on Dallas. Not a lot. Um, Dwight Powell, I guess, is the big takeaway. He started for the first time this season. And... He started in the second half despite a deficit, which I thought was interesting. Um, that helped him. I thought that him starting the third quarter was a bigger boost to his value than him starting the first quarter. So if he starts again, he's okay. Um, Again, Dallas, they are sitting right there in that number two spot with the Magic for the number one spot in the lottery. So they're knocking on the door. Maxi Kleber falls off. You know, he's kind of hit or miss with minutes. So, yeah, one more game from Dwight Powell, and I think we're going to probably be running to the waiver wire. If you want to be one step ahead, then, sure, like all these guys I keep mentioning, and they're already gone. Like, hes he could be in the next crop. And he gets Sacramento on Saturday. So... Uh, other takeaway, Dennis Smith Jr. is a killer in the, in the fourth. Uh, last 15 fourth quarters, he has a 64 true shooting and a 31 usage rate. That is phenomenal. So, he looks great. Uh, Wes Matthews, strong defense. He is on the trade block. Uh, they won a first-round pick, which is going to be tough to fetch. But, yeah, I mean, a guy coming off Achilles surgery, right? That was the concern. Is, is he going to live up to the contract? And he kind of has. I and mean, he's been pretty solid. We know he's been bumpy fantasy West because he misses a lot of shots. But, Great season for me this year. Um, JJ Borea is supposed to be back on Saturday, so that means Yogi Ferrell, a drop candidate, right? Um, it's I wish I could have focused more on this guys that are kind of running out of steam. But you can kind of tell, you know, we kind of if you listen to the pod too, you probably can kind of sense who's lost. You know, you know who it is. You you just plug in their lineup. You know, if you don't get excited about putting a guy in your lineup anymore, and some guy on the waiver wire, like it's like the. The, with the jealous girlfriend meme, right? You're walking with a, you know, la- lady she's look, looking nice, but another lady walks by and you're like, oh, look, what's that? <laughs> you to pick him up then. You know, go pick up your guy, so. All right, I like that. We'll end on that. So you guys take care. Long pod. You guys are awesome for listening to this. So clean up on the waiver wire. Trade some players if you can. And we'll catch you tomorrow.